Welcome to Rethink, the podcast that empowers you to challenge your existing beliefs and embrace new, more productive ways of thinking. Here at Rethink, we believe that the key to self-fulfillment lies in shattering old thought patterns and adopting new mindsets that support personal growth and empowerment. With expert guests and thought leaders from a wide range of fields, we explore strategies and insights that can help you achieve success and fulfillment in all areas of your life. From relationships to career, business ownership, and health, you are the source of your own success. We're just here to help you tap into your true potential and create a brighter future. So join us on the journey of personal growth and empowerment, and let's rethink what's possible for our lives. Today on Things You Should Know, we discuss the history the very important history of the explorer, Matthew Henson. So stick around. Here at Things You Should Know podcast, our focus varies from commonly asked questions like, what are the top email apps for iPhone users? Or how much does it cost to go to Disney World anyway? To the trending topics of the day, such as are taxes going up or down? And who's Elon Musk? We shed light on things you probably have always wondered about, but you never got around to investigating them yourself. This podcast brings you the answers to your most commonly asked questions and makes you smarter just by listening. Information empowers, and the more information you have, the better decisions you can make, and ultimately, your quality of life is based on the decisions you make. So thanks for joining the discussion and make sure that you subscribe today and not miss out on any future episodes of Things You Should Know. Hey guys, welcome to the show. Uh, I'm your host, Kelly, and it's my pleasure to welcome you into the podcast, Things You Should Know. If you've not done so already, please make sure that you uh, subscribe to our podcast so the next time we have new content out, you will be the first to know. If you're a first-time listener, welcome aboard. We've got a lot of great content here on the channel, and we certainly are glad to have you here uh, with us today. Today, we're going to be uh, delving deeper into uh, some African-American figures, forgotten figures, if you will, and their stories. And today, we, we picked the character Matthew Henson, who was a great uh, explorer and responsible for the discovery of what we now know as the North Pole. So we're going to get into his story and talk about uh, how that came to be. So the gentleman's name is Matthew Henson. And why is Henson so important? Matthew Henson was an African-American explorer, best known as the co-discoverer of the North Pole, along with the gentleman named Robert Edwin Perry in 1909. A quote from Mr. Henson, the lure of the Arctic is tugging at my heart. To me, the trail is calling, the old trail, the trail that is always new. So Henson was known as an explorer at heart. Matthew Henson, Matthew Alexander Henson was born August 8th, 1866 in Charles County, Maryland, and he died March 9th, 1955 in New York City. He was an African-American explorer 
who accompanied Robert E. Perry on most of his expeditions, including that of the North Pole in 1909. Now, Mr. Henson, unfortunately, was orphaned as a youth, and he went to the sea at the age of 12 as a cabin boy, sailing on the ship, the Katie Lines, or I'm sorry, Katie Hines. So Henson's parents both passed away when he was uh, small. He was 12. And he lived with his uncle for a small period of time. And then from there, uh, he pursued uh, work and found himself as a cabin boy uh, selling on the Katie Hines. Later, while working in a store in Washington, D.C., he met Perry, who hired him in 1887 as a valet for his next expedition to Nicaragua in 1888. Perry was very impressed with Henson's ability and his resourcefulness and employed him as an attendant on his seven subsequent expeditions to the Arctic. This began in 1891, all the way up until the discovery and the exploration of the North Pole in 1909. In 1909, Perry and Henson, accompanied by four Inuits, or Eskimos, became the first men to reach the North Pole. The rest of the crew having been turned back earlier. Henson's account of the journey is detailed in his book, A Negro Explorer at the North Pole. It was written in 1912. The following year, by order of President William Howard Taft, Henson was appointed a clerk in the U.S. Customs House in New York City, a post that he held until he retired in 1936. Henson also received the Congressional Medal awarded to all members of Perry's expedition, because initially he did not. So let's dig a little deeper into Mr. Henson. Uh, as we know in these um, in, the, in those times that the contributions of African Americans uh, were not highlighted. Uh, as uh, others. And so over the years, uh, we've had to kind of go back and pull these treasures up and, and highlight them because they are uh, uh, worthy information. And of course, we want to be accurate uh, from a historical standpoint and make sure everyone gets credit for the work that they have contributed to the building of our, of our nation and, and the contributions uh, to our world. So Mr. Henson, in his early life, he, again, was born in Maryland in a place called Charles County in 1866, and he was the son of two freeborn black sharecroppers. He lost his mother at an early age, and when he was four years old, his father moved the family to Washington, D.C. in search of work. His father died a few years later, leaving Henson and his siblings in the care of family members. So at the age of 11... Henson left home to find his own way. After working briefly in a restaurant, he walked all the way to Baltimore, Baltimore, Maryland, and found work as a cabin boy on the ship, the Katie Hines. Its skipper, then Captain Childs, took Henson under his wing, sought his education, which included instruction in the finer points of seamanship. So during his time aboard the Katie Hines, he also saw much of the world traveling from Asia and Africa and Europe as well. So in 1884, 
Captain Childs died and Henson eventually made his way back to Washington, where he found himself working as a clerk in a shop. And it was there that he met Mr. Perry in 1887. Mr. Perry was coming into the store. He was an explorer and he was selling pelts and they began to engage in conversation. Uh, Perry was an officer in the U.S. Navy Corps of Civil Engineers, and he was very impressed by Henson's seafaring credentials. Perry hired him as his valet for the upcoming expedition to Nicaragua. So Mr. Henson as an explorer, he returns from Nicaragua. Perry found Henson work in Philadelphia, and in April of 1891, Henson married Eva Flint. Shortly thereafter, Henson joined Perry again for an expedition to Greenland this time. While there, Henson embraced the local Eskimo culture, learning the language and the natives' Arctic survival skills over the course of the next few years. The next trip to Greenland came in 1893, this time with the goal of charting the entire ice cap. The two-year journey almost ended in tragedy with Perry's team on the brink of starvation. Members of the team managed to survive only by eating all but one of their sled dogs. Despite this perilous trip, the explorers returned to Greenland in 1896 and 1897 to collect three large meteorites that they'd found during their earlier quest, ultimately selling them to the American Museum of National History and using the proceeds, which I understand to be about, in that time, about 40000 or so dollars, using those proceeds to help fund their future expeditions. However, in 1897, Henson's frequent absences were taking their toll on his marriage, and unfortunately, he and his wife, Eva, divorced. So over the next few years, Perry and Henson would make multiple attempts to reach the northern, uh, the northern ice cap, the North Pole. Their 1902 attempt proved tragic, with six Eskimo team members perishing due to a lack of food and supplies. However, they made more progress during their 1905 trip, backed by President Theodore Roosevelt at the time, and armed with a state-of-the-art vessel that had the ability to cut through ice. The team was able to sail within 175 miles of the North Pole. The melted ice blocking the sea path thwarted the mission's completion, forcing them to turn back. Around this time, Henson's father, uh, Henson fathered, I'm sorry, a son uh, with an Eskimo woman. His name was Anukak, A-N-A-U-A-K-A-Q. Uh, but back home in 1906, he actually remarried to someone named Lucy Ross. So the team's final attempt to reach the North Pole began in 1908. Henson uh, proved to be invaluable, an invaluable team member, building the sleds and training others on their handling. So he literally built the sleds that they were using to do the expedition. Of Henson, expedition member Donald McMillan once noted, With years of experience equal to that of Perry himself, he was indispensable. 
The expedition continued into the following year, and while other team members turned back, Perry and the Everloyal Henson trudged on, kept going forward. Perry knew that the mission's success depended upon his trusty companion. Perry actually stated at the time, Henson must go all the way. I can't make it there without him. This was April the 6th, Perry and Henson's uh, trip with four Eskimos and 40 dogs. The trip had begun with 24 men, 19 sleds, and 133 dogs. They finally reached the North Pole, or at least they claimed they had reached it. And we'll talk about why this was uh, refuted at uh, a little later. But they reached the North Pole. So life after this particular triumph, if you were at the North Pole, as they returned, Perry received many accolades for the accomplishments. But, you know, an unfortunate sign of the times, of course, as an African-American, Henson was largely overlooked. And while Perry was lauded by many of his achievements, he and his team faced wide skepticism and speculation, with Perry having to testify before Congress about allegedly reaching the North Pole due to a lack of verifiable proof. The truth about Perry's and Henson's 1909 expedition still remains clouded. Henson spent the next three decades working as a clerk in a New York federal customs house but he never forgot his life as an explorer. He recorded his Arctic memoirs in the 1912 book, A Negro Explorer at the North Pole. In 1937, a 70-year-old Henson finally received the acknowledgement he deserved. The highly, re, uh, the highly regarded Explorers Club in New York accepted him as an honorary member. And in 1944, he and the other members of the expedition were awarded a Congressional Medal. medal. He worked with Bradley Robinson to write the biography Dark Companion, which was published in 1947. So his final years were spent in New York. Uh, again, he passed on March 9th, 1955, and he was buried in then Woodland Cemetery, uh, along with the body of his wife, Lucy, in 1968. Uh, in a move to honor Henson in 1987, then-President Ronald Reagan approved the transportation of Henson and his wife Lucy's remains for the reinterment at Arlington National Cemetery, per the request of Dr. S. Allen Counter of Harvard University. The National Cemetery is also the burial site of Mr. Perry and his wife, Josephine. So the monument that's on Henson's gravesite. Uh, as, as an inset bronze plate commemorating the North Pole discovery. At the top sits a large uh, base-like uh, relief bust of Henson in the Arctic gear. It's one of those hoodies that, you know, have the fur on the end and it kind of makes you look like you're sticking your head out of a, a fur coat or something. Immediately below, there's an inscription that describes his part in reaching the North Pole, uh, globes of the world, titled with the pole in view, sit on either side. The central image is based on a uh, photograph that Perry took at the pole on April 6, 1909. It shows Henson flanked by the four Inuit or Eskimo assistants who accompanied the trip. It also shows the U.S. flag flying behind him at the top of a mountain of ice. 
The bottom panel, it depicts the dog sleds and the dramatic ice flows, suggesting the struggle that Henson and Perry and their team sustained over many years to achieve this goal. On the opposite side, an inscription quotes Henson's book. Quote, a Negro explorer at the North Pole. The lure of the Arctic is tugging at my heart. To me, the trail is calling. The old trail. The trail that is always new. This is Matthew Henson's uh, quote that we started off this uh, study with. So in summary, in 1909, a team of six men on dog sleds made their way to a single point at the center of a vast Arctic wilderness. It was a block of ice, uh, 413 nautical miles off of the coast of Greenland, and it was believed to be the North Pole. There were many who refuted these events that led up to that day, April the 6th, when an American flag was planted there. But in the years that followed, an irrefutable truth would be revealed. The first person to stand on top of the world was a black man named Matthew Henson. So this is Matthew Henson. Uh, I have been in school for many years and never have I ever heard this story or heard his story. So part of what we do here on the channel, uh, really much of what we do is outside of answering trending questions and things like that is act as a mechanism by which uh, information like this can flow to you. Things that you didn't know, you didn't know. And in this case, uh, Matthew Henson's contributions to exploration really does set the tone for how our maps and geography and all these different things are done and even today. And it's important to note his contribution. So I hope that you have learned something today and this was inspirational to you. Matthew Henson, the great explorer, uh, African-American explorer, and helped uh, Robert uh, work with Robert Perry to discover the North Pole in 1909. Guys, thank you for listening. Listen all the way through. Please give us a review. We'll be back in two days. If you've not done so already, please make sure you subscribe. Have a good day. That's all for today's episode of Rethink. We hope that you've enjoyed this exploration of new ideas and perspectives and found valuable insights and strategies that you can apply to your life. Remember, you are the source of your own success and fulfillment. And by embracing new ways of thinking, you can unlock your true potential and yes, create the life that you truly desire. Now, if you've enjoyed this episode, we encourage you to support the podcast by sharing it with your friends, your family members, your loved ones and associates, and even your followers on social media. Also, leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Lastly, don't forget to check out our show notes for free downloads. 
and empowering ebooks that can help you on your journey of personal growth and empowerment. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. We look forward to exploring more ideas and insights with you in the next episode of Rethink.